hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back once again on Black Canvas. We're still in season eight, and we have some amazing guests that are going to be scheduled between now and the beginning of next year. And I'm so excited to have someone who I admire, who is an amazing artist, who first of all said he wanted to be on the show, which is exciting enough, but that he's going to be able to talk about his life, his music, and I'm just very excited to have Mr. Josh Sir Hunter. When it comes to setting the bar high, Canadian R&B pop artist Josh Sir Hunter never let his feet touch the ground. Drawing upon his influences of John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, and The Weeknd, Josh's songwriting is packed with deeply rich narratives and cool contemporary soundscapes. Josh has opened for the likes of Scott Hellman and Joey, Joey Landry, and he continues to perform across Canada, the U.S., and Europe. Josh's music has gained significant support from editorial playlists on Spotify, Apple Music, as well as Amazon Music. He has also had huge success in the European music scene. As his previous single, Warning, was played by Pete Tong and Mr. Jam on BBC's Radio 1 in the UK and by Testillo himself on his weekly podcast. Josh's song, Take All I Am, was used on season two of the Netflix original show, The Order, and his song, Summertime, was used on the first season of Netflix original, Tiny Pretty Things. Josh recently also had two original songs placed in the third season of the hugely popular Netflix original, Love is Blind. Josh was also involved in the writing and singing on a major release by Sony India that has already amassed over 5 million views on YouTube. Josh has recently celebrated the release of his second full-length album, Melodrama, and has had the opportunity to perform the new album on the main stage of the Calgary Stampede in July. And I'm just very excited to have Josh here on the show. We really appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I mean, this is going to be so much fun. So I created some fun questions. I thought that you would really be able to kind of tell our listeners more about yourself. And it's some titles that I think you might actually know. <laughs> all right. All right. So the first one I have for you, Josh, is we'll be all right. So can you create on the spot? I'm going to have you create a mantra that represents where you are in the year 2022 or if you prefer where you want to be in your future? <laughs> oh, man, I would have to say probably just keep going. Um, and the reason I say that is just because it, it's, been a, it's been a tough couple years. It's, this has been a tough year as well. And, um, you know, but there's, there's definitely still been a lot of beauty in it. And um, it's just one of those years where I just have to keep telling myself just to keep going and keep pushing forward. And, um, you know, no matter what happens, uh, there's, there's always tomorrow and you can always try again the next day. And so that's kind of just where I'm at right now. And I'm just trying to keep my head up and, and keep focused and not let uh, the setbacks kind of get, get to me. And I think Josh, you made a really good point when you said about not letting the setbacks get to us. Um, when we go through tough times, for some people, it can be difficult to find that resiliency to keep pushing forward. 
because maybe that's something that is difficult that they don't have an innate ability to do it. Um, one thing I will say when I think right. of mantras, one I like to use for myself is my past does not define me because I mm. feel like my past is not my final story and I'm able to hopefully let go of some past mistakes or experiences I have, but I'm learning to forgive myself and give myself the gift of creating a new story. So I try to use that as a, a way of just motivating myself that I have the opportunity to grow, but no one can rewrite the story but me. Absolutely. I love that. That's great. <laughs> I appreciate it. See, I'm using my counseling skills. That's where we were with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next question I have for you is flowers don't bloom. So was there ever a time that you felt that you wouldn't pursue a career in music? Like, did you ever have that in the back of your mind? Yeah, um, honestly, I would say probably very early on in the pandemic. Um, it was just kind of, you know, I had all these shows booked. I had all these festivals ready to go and um, I was you know, ready to do a bunch of touring in 2020. And, um, you know, when everything started shutting down, the shows were getting canceled. I, I swear I was getting email after email, basically just canceling everything I had worked so hard to plan and to build. And so that was just really disheartening. And, and I was almost at the point where I was like, you know what, maybe I need to think of another plan or like think of something else to do because I don't think music is going to be a sustainable career anymore. And, you know, thankfully that didn't end up um, panning out the way that I was fearing it would. And I, I was able to find a new avenue with music that's actually been doing a lot better than I could have ever imagined. And so I just kind of had to pivot a little bit and figure out new ways to make a career with music. And that's, that's ultimately what I ended up doing and why I'm at where I'm at now. But honestly yeah like 2020 was kind of the first time where i was really like maybe i shouldn't be doing this anymore well i'm so glad that you did not stop there and feel like i mean there's so much music you've been able to release that's been awesome that anyone who's a fan of yours can definitely say we're so glad that you're still releasing music but i do agree i feel like especially in like april may of 2020 was one of the hardest parts of my life um, and that's actually when I started the podcast was in May of 2020. And I just realized, I'm like, how can I turn around what I'm going through in my experience and be able to hopefully inspire others, but also just inspire myself. And so a lot of my beginning episodes were just individual, like talking about self-help, self-esteem, wellness. And I later on, um, I had one of my coworkers um, she had mentioned to me, she said, do you ever think you want to interview people? I'm like, no, like, I don't think anybody's ever going to want to be on this show. And she's like, you never know. Just reach out to someone and mm -hmm. see what they say. And so one of my good friends now, Mr. Tony Ellis Martinez, um, who became really, really popular on TikTok, and he does some really funny videos. Um, we actually, I just reached out to him. I said, I love your videos. Do you mind being on the show? He's like, yeah, man. I was like, really? And so we had such a great time. And he's been on a few times on the show. And then from there, it just became a snowball effect. Like I talked to contestants from American Idol, America's Next Top Model, um, even interacting people from Survivor, which is my favorite show. Um, I mean, and then I spoke to one of my idols, Mr. Les Trent from Inside Edition. Mm. And I always talk about him because he is someone who I looked up to for so many years. 
and I did it. He called my name. He was like, Jerry, I was like, let's. And, he, and he, we just kind of laughed because we had never talked before the actual interview. So it was really like a cold read for me, but I enjoyed just getting to know him as a person and calling him a friend. And so it was just one of those moments where, you know, sometimes we allow our own selves to limit where we can go. And I feel like there's no limits to where I can hopefully go in the future. Tori Kelly is still on my list and I'm going to keep mentioning her, mention her name to one day she actually nice. will be on the show. So I'm like, I have to manifest those things. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm really excited to actually the second part of this. So do you mind sharing with us one title of a song that you left on the cutting room floor that you haven't released? Yeah, actually, um, there's a song that I, I made and like, I like exploring different genres a lot. And one of the genres that I kind of grew up on uh, was punk, punk rock and punk pop. And uh, I wrote like a, a punk pop song just for just a post on a TikTok a little while ago. And that TikTok kind of blew up. And I've been having a lot of people wanting me to actually record that song, but I wasn't planning to, I, I just kind of did it as a joke and it's called reckless. And yeah, it's just, it's literally like the kind of music I used to listen to when I was in high school and I, I just recently finished it and I will probably be putting it out at some point next year, but I haven't exactly picked a date for that yet. But um, that's a song that, that was left on the cutting floor that kind of, just by social media kind of made me want to really bring it back and actually make it a real release. So I think that's, uh, that's going to be one for next year for sure. And I can't wait for that. You know, punk rock is actually one of my favorite genres. So nice. one of my groups I listened to growing up was some 41, which I enjoyed. And I love blink 182. So good. I mean, good Charlotte, yes. Biscuit. I mean, we can go through the list, but I was all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Green Day, Offspring, the Offspring. I'm sorry. I meant I said Offspring, the Offspring. Um, yeah. I mean, there were just right. so many great things. Simple plan. I mean, I was a MTV TRL fan, like nobody knows. And one of my favorite songs actually <laughs> was Into Deep by Sum 41. And so it was just, okay. it was just a lot of music that I enjoyed growing up and my family always allowed me to kind of listen to what I wanted and so I didn't feel like I was boxed in right so I could go from let's say a Blink-182 song and then listen to a Kurt Franklin song and then switch from that to listening <laughs> to um, Nat King Cole like I just enjoyed just different genres and I love the Grammys for that reason because you really get to see artists who you would never think would do a duet together, perform on stage, and it was just like magic. So I always enjoyed the Grammys for that reason. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm very much in the same boat with you, man. I love to hear that. <laughs> so the next one we have for you is no filter. So if you had to give yourself an honest assessment on how you deal with stress and anxiety on a scale of zero to 10, zero meaning that you don't really have much, 10 meaning it's like off the charts, where would you rate yourself? Oh man. Um, this is a funny question because like, I, I actually went to university and studied psychology for, for five years. And so I know like quite a lot about the subject, but it's funny because it's different when you're actually going through it than when you're just studying it in a textbook and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've wrestled with 
um, really bad chronic stress and anxiety for a very long time. And, you know, I would say I'd probably deal with it some days at a, at a seven, some days at a two. It's really just dependent on a lot of things. It depends on like, if I've been eating right, if I've been exercising, if, you know, um, where I'm at with my, my friendships and if I've been getting enough sleep, like there's so many different factors that um, influence how I deal with it on a day-to-day basis. But um, it's one of those things that I constantly just have to be aware of and, and have to really just ask myself, okay, what's going on right now? Is this something that can be fixed? And if it is, what can I do to fix it? And if it's not, why is it not? And um, I kind of just try to go through the, the, the 10 step process and um, see if I, if there's anything I can eliminate to make it easier, but it's definitely not something that I've figured out. And in fact, I can give people much better advice about it than I'm able to actually take into my own life. So it's, it's a constant wrestle, a constant battle, but, um, it's, it's a one day at a time kind of thing for me, for sure. And I think that's something that many people need to hear that. Because I think you'll hear people say, oh, well, you have a degree or you've experienced this. You should know how to manage your life. And, you know, I would say counselors and people in this field, we all need someone that we can talk to. Or even if you just studied any just to learn more about yourself, I say that we still need to have that listening ear. And so I'm going to show you how much of a super fan I am of yours. I knew that you actually went to school for that. And then also, I think that you were able to do that. Was it more for your parents to make them happy, if I'm correct? It was, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's something to be aware of. And I will tell you for myself, and this is me self-disclosing for people to kind of listen to. Um, originally, I went to school. I was going to go to University of New Orleans. And I was waiting for my financial aid, everything to kind of go through. And so I was going to go to school for sports medicine. So that was my original major. And all of a sudden, everything kind of panned in a negative direction. I was like, oh, it's not panning out the way I thought. And so my mom was like, well, do you want to go to my school? So I went to the alma mater Southern University in New Orleans, which is a HBCU, which is a historically black university. And I only majored in business because my mom did. And so I'll never forget, like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't really want to major in this. And then when Hurricane Katrina happened, um, everything kind of shifted and I still ended up getting my degree in business and then accounting. But I'll just never forget. I was like, am I actually doing this because I want to or am I doing this because other people have done it? And so I'll never forget, you know, when I finally switched careers and I ended up getting my master's in mental health counseling, I was like, oh, this is great. Like the business side, I needed to know so that way I can start a business if I choose or to know what to look for. But it was so amazing to finally be in a field where I felt like not only I was making an impact, but where I felt the most comfortable. And so, yeah, sometimes our, our family members, even though they're not trying to influence things, you know, that can definitely play a huge role in our careers. Absolutely. <laughs> like more than, more than a lot of things. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just kind of, it was definitely a battle for me, um, kind of like yourself, but um, I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened. It made me really appreciate where I'm at now a lot more than I would have if I hadn't had that adversity. But um, at the time, yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. <laughs> for real. I mean, I, I don't even want to go back to, to see to myself back then, <laughs> if I could help it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So Josh, tell me, um, what are you looking for for Christmas? What are your thoughts leading up to Christmas? Uh, honestly, Christmas this year is going to be pretty tough uh, for me and my family. Um, I lost my aunt to cancer uh, two months ago, and she is she was like my second mom. Uh, I spent pretty much multiple days a week with her, and uh, you know she's been there since I was born, and. Um, most of my family is actually in England. Um, and so where I live, I've pretty much just got my immediate family and then one aunt and her kids. And so she was like the only other family I had here. And, and she unfortunately lost a battle with cancer a couple months ago. And this is going to be our first Christmas without her. So yeah, to be honest, this Christmas is gonna be really tough. I'm unfortunately not looking forward to it. Like I I normally would because it's usually my favorite time of year. Like I'm usually the Christmas guy, <laughs> like just love the season, love everything about it. And um, I, I'm still, I'm still like hopeful for it. And, you know, it's just going to look different now, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one this year. And and so I'm just kind of looking forward to being there extra with, for my family and making sure everybody's okay. And um Yeah. Well, I first want to offer my condolences to you because I know that this is tough for a lot of individuals during the holiday season. And I do want to offer to you as well, like if you need to reach out to me, I will definitely check on you on Christmas, but you're more than welcome to reach out. And if anything, I can hopefully provide some comic relief to a certain extent. So (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. But I definitely am here if you need me to kind of talk through some issues. Um, because I think like that's something we all need. We need friends and we need people who really can support us in our worst moments and not just when we're just trying to, you know, get through the experience. Because um, I know for myself, like I like to volunteer. That's something that I've always enjoyed. And so during the holiday season, I try to find a way to volunteer in different ways. So that way I, I don't realize that I'm doing it as often, but that I'm actually intently looking into ways to assist someone else. And sometimes that just means it's listening to someone who needs to express themselves. And for others, it's maybe providing gifts. And so I, I feel like the gift that I've really been able to, to use is my ability to empathize with others and then also to just kind of use acts of service, like the five love languages. Acts of service is one of my favorites because that's a way for me to really show my love in a different way. Right. I appreciate that, man. Honestly, like that means a lot. And you're, and you're totally right. Like, um, you know, it's, it's been nice to have people reach out and, um, it's something that I've of course done for, for my friends as well when they've gone through similar things, but, um, it's just interesting. It's interesting being on the, um, the, the receiving end for a change. Cause I feel like it was always kind of me, um, being there for other people. So it's kind of an interesting change to like, let people be there for me now so but I appreciate that a lot absolutely well I will hit you up I'm going to make sure I mark it down so I don't forget and like I said I just want to make sure that you're okay because we have to check on our strongest people more than anything because a lot of times people think that we have it all figured out and that's not reality of life like we're still learning as we go through challenges and I feel like my challenges don't define me but it definitely helps to propel me to where I want to go and so I want to give you that, you know, she's here, you know, in a different way and her spirit is is living through you. So when I talk to you, I get to know more about her. 
And so I just want you to, to know that this is going to be a challenge, but you're, you're definitely have the resiliency to, to bounce back and fight through this. And so I'll be here to help you. Oh, no problem. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate that. All right. That. So let's kind of go to thick and thin. So can we talk about one of your biggest supporters in your career? Um, do you have a, maybe more than one? Can you tell me who are some of your biggest supporters and how have those individuals um, helped you to continue to release the music that you have released? Yeah, I mean, I would say like, I'd say my wife definitely is uh, the biggest supporter. Uh, and and I say that also just because she knows me better than anybody else. And so she she gets to see the parts of me and the parts of my struggle that, that nobody else sees and the, and the parts that I don't like make public, um, I guess. And so, you know, she's just been amazing and um, just helping me to get through the day-to-day -day grind. Um, but also like there's times when I just feel so defeated and like, I, I still to this day wonder like, why am I even trying to do this sometimes? And she's just like a really great compass for me to like, keep finding my way back and uh and just to keep getting through um the days where I want to quit so she's been great and also my sister um has also just been a great support for me like she's been probably the most consistent one in my whole family who's kind of supported me from the very beginning of me starting to do music like my parents weren't on board at first and now they're very supportive but my sister has always been somebody who like even at my earliest stages of doing music she always kind of believed in me and, and said that I could and thought that I could do it and um yeah so the two of them I, I don't know where I'd be without them I love that now do you mind if I do something I want to actually dedicate this episode to your sister and your wife of course yes please oh cool yeah so we're going to dedicate it do you mind giving their first names yeah, my, my wife's name is Jacqueline and my sister's name is Rihanna. All right, so Rihanna and Jacqueline, if you guys get an opportunity to hear this, we are dedicating this to both of you. Thank y'all for doing, first of all, something so selfless in the moment to support, even when someone doesn't feel in their self, hey, I'm, I can continue, I can persevere. We need that support. And so I'm just so glad to hear that he has that. And, and thank you guys for being such great support systems absolutely no problem so let's go to our next one so this is one i love to ask all of my guests on the show so if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would you say to young josh and i want you to think of a specific age <laughs> yeah i mean I, i'll probably say like 10th grade josh um he he's the one who needed the most advice i think um but yeah, I mean, I would probably tell him to uh, just start early. Um, I, I feel like one thing I've always wrestled with is like I wasted so much time in, in high school um, where I could have been spent spending a lot of time like learning music earlier, writing songs earlier, um, just doing things that would make me a better musician than I am right now. Um, but much sooner, um, you know, like I, I kind of wasted all my time in high school, like playing video games and just like doing things that were completely useless. Um, and it was, you know, it was fine at the time. Uh, but 
you know what yeah, that's kind of my biggest regret is like I wish I picked up the guitar sooner than I did and like actually took it seriously and and really practiced it or like if if I picked up music production earlier in my life like I wonder where I could be now so I almost feel like I almost lost a lot of my opportunity to grow and develop skills that are so essential to what I do now because I just wasted time doing like pretty meaningless things in high school so I mean yeah I would probably just tell my my high school self to um just start taking it a bit more seriously and see it as potentially more than a, more than just a hobby and of course I got to be easy on myself too because there's a lot of other factors that contribute to why I didn't take it seriously but um if I knew what I know now that's probably what I'd say to myself I think that's great advice I think that's advice that we all take today like to take it easier and to also just pursue your passion and believe in yourself I feel like the belief in your talent is one of the major flaws that I think a lot of artists will wrestle with um, because of comparison sometimes or just the way the music industry has shifted, which kind of goes into one of my questions that I'm going to ask in a second about just music in general. But I think that's been one of the major concerns um, for many artists because they'll sit back and say, oh, I could have done this better or this could have sounded better. But I feel like we all have a launching pad of our career I don't even want to tell you how bad some of the episodes I had in the beginning um, but I'll just go back and I'm like oh lord what was I talking about or what wh where was this going <laughs> but that's where I was at I wasn't in the right state maybe in some of those episodes to really fully convey what I needed but I think with time you learn how to pace yourself you learn how to you know interview differently or to be able to understand someone's story a lot different than in the beginning and so I feel like music, that's where you've grown. If you go back to like your first time recording to where you are now, you'll be able to see so much growth in how you sound and how you are able to write such great songs. Definitely. Yeah, you're totally right. So I, I love to hear that, that you're still at it. And I don't want you to ever quit until you're ready to quit and say, hey, you know, I've given everything I can give in music. And then you can probably be maybe like a music executive. That would be funny. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Maybe that's next. Who knows? <laughs> you never know, right? So speaking yeah. of um, music, if you had the, the opportunity to write a song with any popular musician, um, let's say from 20 or 30 years ago, who would you choose out of those artists that was really popular about 20 or 30 years? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, like there's a lot, uh, but... I would say the three that kind of most quickly come to mind would be like um, Jackson Five, Michael Jackson, um, Whitney Houston, BB King. I mean, I have so many different influences from that from that time period that have just shaped my musical journey, and um, it would have just been so cool to see those musicians at their in their prime and uh, just essentially creating this this genre and these genres that we now come to love and so yeah it would it would have just been amazing to be a part of their world back then and um worked with them in any capacity um you know there's there's even just writers and, and producers that i follow these days that have worked with those artists and they and they talk about what that was like and it kind of just makes me like it puts me in their shoes in a way and i kind of just imagine what it would be like to 
um, you know, to be recording th Michael Jackson's Thriller and just be in the studio when he was making that and just how that would have felt. And um, yeah, I think that those would have been my my top three off the top of my head. So for me, it's going to be hard because I love so many artists, but I would definitely say Whitney Houston would be one. Prince would be another. Oh, yes. And it's a toss up. I'm going to do a tie between Brandy and Michael Jackson. Of course, they're two different artists, but I'm a huge Brandy fan. And so just Full Moon is one of my favorite albums. Oh, nice. And I know that from from beginning to the end. So I can tell you like every song almost in order, like in almost every lyric, but it's just something that I enjoy <laughs> just artists like that who are just able to, to and Rodney Jerkins, of course, who's an amazing producer. I mean, I can't even get started. Yes, sir. Um, or if, oh, I forgot Aaliyah. How could I forget Aaliyah? Aaliyah. I mean, that would be such <laughs> a great thing to be with Timbaland and Missy Elliott and sitting in the studio with them releasing such great music one in a million i mean one of my favorite songs um i mean i could any song she's done at your best i mean we could just kind of go here all day long with Aaliyah. but yeah those are some of the artists i would definitely want to work with and that side of music and if i had to choose someone else i would definitely want to work with bono from you too oh nice yeah legend legend i mean he's someone <laughs> who i just enjoy what he does for people outside of music but just, I mean, the songs that YouTube release is just, it's unmatched. I mean, so that would definitely be someone on a different end of the spectrum that nobody would ever think I would want to work with, but I would love to work with. <laughs> right. No, I, I don't blame you. I have to. For sure, man. So let's kind of go to my last question I have for you, Josh. And first of all, thank you so much for being able to share so much and be as open as you have with us. So. This last one, I'm going to combine two questions together. So the first part is, can you tell our listeners, what do you have coming up? Um, and then if you can, on the second part, let us know um, how our listeners can follow you on all social media platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's next for me? I have a lot of music coming out next year. Um, bass is fully loaded, essentially. Um, and you know, my first, my first songs are coming out as early as January. And then um, I don't want to give away too much info just yet, but I'm doing just a, a variety of different projects. Like I've, I've been doing a lot of writing for film and TV and um, I'm releasing kind of like a wedding song project that has been super successful for me um, before it even came out. And so I'll be finally putting that out um, in February and March. And and then, like I mentioned earlier, the punk pop project is something that I've been working on recently as well. And that's something that I kind of want to uh, give people a taste of next year as well. And so just tons of music and um, just tons of different collaborations. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to be releasing music um, and doing it for a living. And uh, it's just been so much fun to kind of see the process. And then second part of your question, um, you can honestly find me anywhere on, on under Josh Sahanta. That's S-A-H-U-N-T-A. Um, I've got my music pretty much on every platform you can think of. And uh, Instagram and TikTok is probably where I'm the most active. So if you want to stay kind of posted on what I've got coming up, that's the best place to do it. But 
yeah, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where you can find me. This has been such a pleasure, Josh. Like I said, you have really opened my eyes to more about the grind that it takes to get to where you are in music, but also following your passion and never giving up. Even at times when things aren't going the way we want it to go, this is going to be a great message for especially our younger listeners to be able to learn more about you and your story. Please follow him, you guys. Stream his music, share it with a friend, family member. I think this is important. We have to support artists who are having to figure it out on their own. I mean, when you don't have a big record label pushing you, and that's why I love having artists on the show who are just about releasing music that they love and they're passionate about, but just getting the message out there of the importance of supporting all artists. And there's room at the table for all of you guys. And so I'm just glad that you, first of all, gave me an opportunity to learn more about your story and also that you shared so openly here with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And, and it's always great to to talk about this. And I hope your listeners took away some um, some tips and, and ideas. And I'm always, always happy to, to talk. So thank you so much for, help, for uh, allowing me to do that on your show. And um, yeah. Well, I definitely want to have you back in the future. So if you're ever interested in performing live, um, I have a second show, which I have is called Space Between, where people do perform live on the show. And then there's a third one that I actually just co-host with an artist named Dorian Lake. And he actually is doing an amazing job. I've been really helping him get into the podcast game. He's doing a great job on embracing your love marks. And so that's one where we talk more in depth about self-help, love, going through challenges and just having a good time discussing it in a positive setting so if you're ever interested in either the other two shows just let me know we would definitely schedule you in next year um, for if you want to do embracing your love marks and if you prefer to perform live with me we will make it work whenever you're ready if you have something you want to release soon i definitely want to be able to help you share it the best way you can Amazing. Yes, I'll I'll keep you posted on that for oh, sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time. And I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon and you stay safe. And I will be hitting you up close to Christmas to check on you. But if you need me, I'm here. Sounds good, man. Thank you no so problem. much. I'll talk All to you right. Bye bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm.